So we're recording now? Yeah. Oh, good. This yeah. is easy. <laughs> That's super Am I close enough? Do I need... Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Locally Grown in Arizona. It's a podcast about our state. It's a podcast about people in our state, about ideas, about things that are built. Today in the studio with me, I have a very fascinating guest. His name is Charlie Freerix. He's with Catalis. And maybe Catalis is not telling you anything if you're not in construction, but it's this award-winning construction company that builds all these mixed-use innovative projects around the valley. And now they're on Novus Innovation Corridor. It's a partnership between ASU, Arizona State University, and Catalis. Novus Innovation Corridor is called one of the nation's most progressive urban mixed-use developments. Well, I'm super excited to have you in the studio to talk to me about something that is so big in the heart of Tempe. And like, you know, the news, you guys were a lot on the news about this new construction. And I can't wait to hear more about it because it's really going to affect our community. So tell me more about what is Novus Innovation Corridor? So I'm excited to be here. I want to say that too. And whether that makes the the cut or not, it's uh, this is fun. I'm looking forward to it. So Novus Innovation Corridor is an idea that people at ASU came up with about 15 years ago now. It was a big part of ASU's campus in Tempe, 355 acres of land. It included a golf course and a bunch of athletic facilities, many of which were getting dated and needed to be rebuilt. And ASU is on an amazing growth trajectory. Athletic facilities are expensive, and they were trying to figure out how are we going to pay for this so we don't burden taxpayers with all these costs of athletic facilities. And and Dr. Crow, who leads ASU, is a brilliant visionary, and he's aware and knows that to have a great university, you need great athletics. And so they had kind of a dilemma going, and people started brainstorming, and what they figured out is, okay, some of these very land-consumptive uses, like the uh, golf course in particular, could relocate. And we could create a district here to build a new city or a piece of the city of Tempe right here on ASU's campus. And so that idea was born. And in 2010, they passed a regulation, a law at the legislature that's called the Athletic Facilities District. And it allows the state schools, the three state universities, to redevelop athletic facilities into commercial developments and to create the equivalent of a property tax structure. And that tax structure goes to pay for athletics. Very creative structure. Yeah, super creative structure. So tell me, let me first ask this, like, where are you right now in terms of developing it all? We're in what we call the third phase of development. So the the first phase, when this idea was just coming together, State Farm relocated their hub to a project called Marina Heights on Tempe Town Lake, which is in the Novus Innovation Corridor. So the first thing to happen was a very large 2 million plus square foot development for State Farm Insurance company. The second phase of the project was the reinvention of Sun Devil Stadium. So the stadium was getting old and needed a big investment to redevelop it. The school did a lot of homework, talked to their students and the community and thought about what could we do here. And they wanted to create something besides a football stadium that's used just for football a few times a year. So in the reinvention, they've included offices in the stadium, private clubs that you can rent out for meetings and fun and games or at games. 
before COVID, so our life before COVID was pretty vibrant down there. You could drive by the stadium and see people doing yoga on the field during the off season and lots of different activities, concerts and parties and things happening in the stadium. So much more effective use of the stadium over the next you know generation of this stadium's life. So our current phase of development that we call phase three is at the intersection of university and rural. It was formerly called uh, Alpha Drive, and it was the home of ASU's fraternity district. So that last phase, let's talk a little bit about that. Help me to understand, what am I going to see soon? So I was, when thinking about this morning, I was trying to get in my head, how do you, how do, you do this on a radio broadcast? I got here in 1979. ASU in 1979 was a big school, it's about 30,000 people, but it was remote, relatively speaking. It was, didn't feel like it was part of Scottsdale, didn't feel like it was adjacent to Mesa. It felt like a school in Tempe, Arizona. And so a lot of the places you drive by today going to ASU in Tempe, you'd come down Rural Road and go south on Rural. Once you hit Rio Salado Parkway, it's athletics facilities. So on one side is the former Packard Stadium for baseball. The other side was Karsten Golf Course. Just down the road is tennis and track and field. So they're big land uses that are fronting Rural Road's one of only a couple towns that go through Tempe, north and south, and it's an opportunity to reinvent Rural Road. In our mind, uh, we see a a full-on city that starts right there at Rio and, and Rural, continues south, and it will have everything. It'll have offices, and it'll have a retail main street called Novus Place. It'll have apartments and it's got a hotel and lots of different uses coming. So a full mix of uses, really a small segment of a city that feels like a real city. Wow, and that's within 355 acres yes, yeah. all together. That's yeah, and so if you think about how big is 355 acres, because a lot of people don't deal in acres all day long, it's uh, half of a square mile. So if you went a mile north and south, a mile east and west, that would be a mile square, Cut it in half, that's 320 acres. So it kind of gives you a ballpark of how big that is. But how tall the buildings will be like? Well, so Tempe is one of the fastest growing urban locations right. in the state, and it's already got tall buildings. It goes up to 30 stories now. And in, in theory, in our planning and zoning, we can do that. Near term, we're in the six to eight story range. And over time, we're hoping to get for sure to 20 and 30 stories as we as we develop. When, when is the projected deadline? You know, it's a 25 year plan to build out. And we're in about year six. Our first phase is interesting, too, because it's got the full mix of uses. So we have a great hotel. We have a Hyatt House, Hyatt Place Hotel that opened in August, and it's open for business, and it's busy. Uh, we've got our first apartment community is opening this month, uh, late in April. Very exciting. It's called the Piedmont, and it's uh, market rate. This is not about students and campus activities. This is a commercial development adjacent to the Tempe campus. Mm-hmm. If you go to great universities around the country, around the world, really, it's very easy to see where the campus stops and the city starts, right? At Novus, what's happening is we're actually pulling the city up onto the campus. So we're going to blur the line between campus and school. I don't know that it's been done. I've been to a lot of universities around the country, and there's been little bits and pieces of it done. Even ASU for years has had a little bit of encroachment around the edges of the commercial uses and and the city coming on. But I don't know of one where people are living on the campus. 
that aren't school people, right? These are people from the community. So we started development about 18 months ago. So pre-COVID, we had just broken ground and we were doing things like removing old streets and sidewalks and utilities and things. And during COVID, we built our phase three. It, it really came to life. And so we end up with a, a hotel. We have a apartment community out of the ground. We have an office building up and almost fully occupied and very large parking structure to enable all the parking in our first phase. You know, first our first phase of doing which is always confusing because it's phase three of Novus. That's just Novus. In addition to Novus includes ASU facility called ISTB7, which is Interdisciplinary Science and Technologies Building 7. And it's a great new research institute building that will have multiple schools and classrooms and, and lots of activities in it. And it got built on the same timeline, essentially. It's still finishing up, but it's right there. And then when you drive down university, several projects going west happened during the COVID timeframe. So if you haven't been out and around and driving in downtown Tempe, it's really different. There's a lot of new high rises. It's really exciting and beautiful buildings. this off little bit off the script question that I always was curious to ask local developers. Tell me, Charlie, is this different to like when you build something in within, you know, within the valley here, mm -hmm. is it different from building somewhere else? That's a great question. Um, you know, in my career, I've done quite a bit of work in other states and cities. And the valley is a complicated place to develop in that it's very pro-business and pro-development. Most cities are growing and happy to be growing. And so there's a lot of development activity, but it's not super restrictive. If you get to places like California in particular, it's really brutal to do new projects in California. It takes 10 to 15 years to get through a zoning case and do all the things you need to do to develop. And what I've found is in the process, they limit a lot of flexibility and they prescribe so much that over time as projects evolve and communities evolved, a lot of times you end up with a, a thing that doesn't match the community anymore. And so what's fun with a project like we do, Catellus has been doing large mixed use projects for a long time and I've been doing them for virtually my whole career. And what we've done in Arizona is we've created a flexible zoning concept that allows you to adjust over time without a big complicated public process. And so we have the flexibility. If apartments are working well today, we have places we can do apartments. If they're not working well today, we can do something else in that location and do the apartments in a different location later. It takes great discipline because you have to end up with a great place. We're placemakers. And so you can't just go do all the apartments over here and all the office buildings over there. What we really want is the sort of the combination of the charm of a small town and the intensity and vigor of a big city where you want to bring those together and get sort of the best of both. So it, it feels urban. When you walk Novus Place right now, which is our new retail Main Street, the buildings are very close and very 
very tall right on the street, and it creates a safe and cozy feeling. And so we really like that, and it's not something you see very often starting from scratch. A lot of the cities in Arizona had much broader streets because they were, you know, former highways or or uh, horse and buggy streets, literally. And so it's fun to have the ability to sort of create a great new urban fabric from scratch. For sure. And, you know, I love that you use placemakers. You literally, people will remember and associate places with things that yeah. you're creating. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. So we joke in the business and my own team got talking about this the other day we're ruined because when we go someplace we can't help but stop and do a, a review and critique of the place airports are the worst because you go to airports all around the country and you walk through a lot of them are modern and have been upgraded and all that and you're standing there going why did they do that that's not a good place for people to hang out or you know that just doesn't work if they'd have done this and this it'd be so much better and that's what we find ourselves doing everywhere we go it takes patience. ASU refers to Novus as their 100-year neighborhood. Our programs are done on 99-year ground leases. And so the developers that are coming in and building things have 100 years to get it right and enjoy that ownership. And then at the end of that, ASU will have the opportunity to either extend those leases or turn those to new people or convert it back to campus if they need more campus then. The other thought I was uh, I was going to have is, in spite of our more flexible zoning arena in Arizona and the Valley in particular, I think the quality level comes out as high or higher than a lot of the places that are really restrictive. And I think the cities in particular here in Arizona, Tempe's been like this for a long time. They're very focused on what's the end product? What's it going to look like? What are the materials? What are the colors? Is it sustainably done? Are the, are the materials super reflective or are they solar conscious? And lots of different things that don't really happen in super restrictive environments. And what happens, people get exhausted trying to comply with all the requirements and they're out of money and they're out of time and they just build whatever they're allowed to build. Now, I wanted to touch a little bit upon the innovative part. Like, what are we talking about sustainability here or the look of the buildings? Like, what, okay. what, what is it here? As an innovation project at a great research university, there's a lot of focus on what are we doing here, right? And a couple of things that were really important were sustainability. ISTB7 houses the Global Institute of Sustainability. It's a practice that ASU is is the forerunner in in the world. They're focused on warm climates and how to how to survive in them, how to thrive in them, and how to how to behave in them. And so we're very mindful about materials and design. Uh, we spend time doing shade studies and shadow studies and things like that to make sure that you're not building a building that's just in the hottest part of the sunshine all year long. And you'll see buildings when you go down there. You'll see fins and things on the buildings to help with shading and shadow. As a byproduct of that, it creates great architecture and it's very intriguing looking as well and changes every time the sun moves, which it moves every day quite a bit. The other thing is, in addition to sustainable building practices, we're actually working with our certification as a lead ND community with the U.S. Green Building Council. And what that is, is they take the entire development we're doing and they rate us on our designs and plans to be lead certified as a neighborhood. So in addition to buildings, 
in Novus being LEED certified, which they all will be. So far, we've had great success on that, too. We've had LEED Gold and LEED Silver developments, which are up a couple of notches from basic LEED certification. And what it focuses on is energy consumption, solar shading and shadow, water use, lots of different things that combined get you a score for sustainability under the LEED program. I don't know whether I should ask this question because I feel like you answered about comparison. If you compare Novus with all the other projects that are going on currently in within you know within our state. Yeah. So something that's unique about Novus is combination of size and location, right? And so you don't normally get 300 acres of land or more in an urban setting. Urban settings started a long time ago. They build out over a long period of time. And typically, exciting infill developments might be five acres. They might be five to 15 acres. 20 is rare, 50 is unheard of, 300 is really, really, really rare. And so to do that in a thriving, growing urban city like Tempe is very uncommon. So it's really an exciting opportunity for us. If you think of projects in the valley that you know have a, a very big footprint or a very high profile, Kierland comes to mind often, and we're often asked about Kierland Commons. Well, Kierland Commons isn't very big. It's only about 20 acres. And so when you think about their little main street and office space, it spreads out from there and goes into a much more suburban office campus style. And even with uh, development across the street, which is Scottsdale Quarter, the great developments, they have a very small footprint. There's probably not 50 acres total there. Now, Kierland itself is much bigger, but it was all single-family housing. So when you talk about an urban infill, this is a very big project and very, uh, very exciting to work on. So in my career, I, as I move along, you know, I get bigger and bigger accounts in terms of the production. How does it, does it happen the same way? Is this the biggest project you've worked on? No, this is not the biggest project I've worked on. Uh, I worked with a local development company that did large-scale master plan communities, so we did very large communities. This is the largest urban project I've ever been involved in. My prior employer, we did Centerpoint, which is in downtown Tempe. It's eight blocks that runs from 5th to University and Mill to Ash, essentially. So a lot of things you recognize in there eight city blocks, but very small in total acreage. This is like taking one of the great big projects I worked on and squeezing it from 8,000 acres into 355. It's pretty, it's uh, it's challenging and, and fun to work on. Well, well, let's talk about the impact the development is going to have on our local community Good. in terms of jobs, in terms of everything else. Yeah. So, you know, at Build Out, Novus is envisioned to be 355 acres, close to 8 million square feet of development. And in that development, To put it in visual terms, that would be 4,000 apartment units, 4 million square feet of office space. We'll have close to 1,000 hotel rooms and retail development to support everyday living and dining and entertainment. It's a lot of uses. We're trying to craft them artfully as we go. People try and say, well, how's it relate to downtown Tempe? And there's no easy way to answer it because it is downtown Tempe, essentially. It's just a new phase of downtown Tempe. It will be different than Mill Avenue, and we're very focused on being compatible with Mill Avenue. 
Uh, Mill Avenue is much more about fun and activities, and it's booming on game day, and it's got great street fairs and all those things. Novus will be a little more professional. We'll have a lot more corporate presence. We picture really fun street fairs and those kinds of things on game days also, because on game days and commencement days and the other big activities in Tempe, there's plenty to go around. And so it'll be a busy place with a vibrant feel. I was telling you, I was trying to come up with visual imagery for people. So as I told you, I grew up in a very small town, and it had a great little downtown. Old towns built around the turn of the last century, or just after the turn of the last century, had small blocks, and you could walk down the street in in the downtown or the main street, and you could go to the drugstore, you could go get a cheeseburger, you could go to the post office, you could go get your dry cleaning, you could go to shops and restaurants. So I contrast that with Seattle, where I spent a lot of time as a young person. And even in the 60s, it was a big city. It had boomed in the late 1800s. So in, in Seattle, it's basically the same thing, but bigger, right? And so much taller buildings, but still, and big stores and big shops and great restaurants and all that. Same sort of feel. And we're trying to find the right blend between those two so that when you go downtown, I remember as a kid getting on the uh, monorail at the Space Needle and riding the monorail to downtown Seattle. Well, here we've got light rail. goes right through downtown. So does Seattle now, by the way. You'll be able to ride light rail, get off at the University of Mill rail stop, the ASU rail stop, walk across a pedestrian bridge and enter an environment that's got housing and offices, retail spaces. And it's really going to be exciting. It's neat. I was just talking to someone the other day. I was in Bisbee. And Bisbee has beautiful downtown. Yeah, it's like, a great so town. I wonder why cities cannot grow around, but kind of preserve yeah. that yeah. instead of. You know, we studied a lot uh, in this business, and what happened is the suburbs sort of pulled that fabric apart, and people moved to the suburbs and worked in the cities. And so it was hard to maintain shops and restaurants and all those things that make a city great. And so over time, you're seeing cities reinvent themselves, just like Tempe has, and brought a lot of housing downtown. And what that does, that keeps people here after work or brings people in after their day somewhere else. And they're able to live, work, play, shop, dine, all the things you need to do to keep a city young and vibrant. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Charlie, are we still growing out or where you see the in-migration? I wonder your expert no, opinion. No, great question because I've watched this since the 70s. And what's happening is we're starting to hit natural constraints. So there are a lot of tribal lands around the valley, and they're they're developing, but they're mostly developing along the transportation corridors that exist. They don't have single-family housing typically, and so they're sort of a natural constraint. We're running into state lands in other areas, federal lands. You run into mountains and other things. So the physical constraints to the valley are starting to force us back in, and I think we'll start to see much more urban style development where you've got more density and whatnot. I had another idea just to think about how to describe what happens is in downtown Phoenix, back in the 80s, they developed a project called the Renaissance Center, I think it is, but it was a high rise. And when you drove downtown, you parked. And when you came out of the parking structure, you had a coffee shop 
and a barber and a shoe shine and a little uh, market and all these things. I remember going there the first time thinking, how great would it be to get out of your car, walk towards your office and be able to do all those things coming and going at the beginning and end of the day? That's really how we visualize Novus. There's going to be great opportunities to grab a cup of coffee on your way to work or sit down for breakfast, meet friends or clients. Same thing, lunch, end of the day, stay after work, have dinner, go to a hockey game or a baseball game or a football game at ASU. So I'm really uh, looking forward to bringing that to life. So, Charlie, let me, you just mentioned and described it so well. Let me mention this. Uh, you know, there will be lots of jobs that will be created by Novus. Yeah. If you start from where we began with the early stages with Marina Heights and State Farm, you know, State Farm has thousands of employees, almost all college educated, some advanced, and they do everything from software development to claims to administrative functions, all kinds of things. Uh, we've got plenty of room for more of that in Tempe and in, in Novus. And at the other end of the spectrum, our first tenant is Infosys. They're a high-tech consulting company that helps today's businesses modernize their technology infrastructure. So they'll come in and tell you, okay, we need to do this, this, and this, all the way from artificial intelligence to things I can't even imagine. And they're working with companies now doing that. So they were our first official office tenant in Novus. We see highly educated workforce, high paying jobs, and all the other spectrum of jobs to support a thriving community. If you think about drive that drive I described coming down Mill Avenue from the freeway south, it's not a busy place for people. It's during the week, it's mostly athletic facilities with with individuals and teams practicing, and it's pretty low impact. It's it's not busy. I think if you intuitively think about that and then you say, okay, so now that stadium is gone, it's moved to a new world-class athletic village across the street, and we now have a mid-rise office building and a great urban apartment, what changed? Well, you've got a lot of people, a lot of jobs, people buying things, people dining, all those, all those impacts fall through to the city and sales tax and jobs and all the great things that a city needs to continue staying healthy. Interesting. And I'd like to wrap up, I think, with this elephant in the room that we were talking about lately a lot. How did the COVID year impacted your development and if if it did? That's a, it's a great question. And so the impact for COVID on, on us at Novus was somewhat of a tale of two cities. So projects that were underway, people that had been designing and planning and or signed their lease and were ready to start construction or had started construction, we were blessed, almost no delays, almost no impacts. We had the impacts we experienced were a little bit of a stutter start to figure out uh, what do we do now? New safety procedures and all those, all the things that go with being safe during COVID. And we had a couple of small teams on construction jobs get exposed, had individuals get exposed on other jobs, but it really didn't affect us directly other than maybe a day or two of teams not being able to come to work. New development activity really slowed. For the first three or four months, almost zero. People were just trying to figure out what is going on and how are we going to work through that. And then fast forward to today, those projects that had started and slowed are now coming back to life. 
We're seeing interest in office space. We're seeing interest in uh, retail space. Our first community is going to open, so we'll have people living here starting in late April, early May. We'll have people actually living in Novus. We were, relatively speaking, we got pretty lucky on COVID. One of the fun things is, you know, construction meetings always happen on site. And we went from people inside parking structures or buildings to outdoors in a circle talking about the day ahead and stuff. It was kind of a fun change. That's really neat. Yeah. Is there anything I didn't ask you, Charlie, that you want to ask to know? The only thing I'd like to add is that we're always changing and growing and we're always available. So you can find us at novasasu.com or you can follow us on social at Novus.